It's been a minute since I've done a recording, possibly about five or six months. Felt weird doing this. I said, you know, I need to do another episode. Just so I don't leave it like hanging or dangling on the edge. I've been gone for a bit. A lot, a lot of life changes. And so I, I figure I should document this, this kind of transition period in my life. Because, like I said, I don't know. I feel like I'm the only person going through this, and I know it's not true, but I'm like, maybe this is like a beacon to somebody else. Like, hey, are you out there? Are you going through this too? Or am I the only person in the world who feels this? Am I at the bottom of a hole, a pit by myself, or is there somebody else in the pit with me? So, that being said, it's going to be a shorter episode. I'm sitting right now in my work truck in Charleston, South Carolina, waiting to get loaded. So, got a little bit of time. I'm going to take a nap before they load me. It's early in the morning. And basically what's been up, like I said, I look back on the previous episodes and I can see myself kind of documenting how I was feeling and what was going on and kind of trying to extrapolate what the root cause of it was. And I go into, like I said, the idea of friendships having fallen apart, relationships, personal relationships. At that time, I had shared that I was separated from my wife, missing my children, just all the stuff that was spiraling. Well, kind of put an end, well, not an end, but... I kind of spiraled and hit rock bottom, but in a weird way. It's things seem to get worse in my head, of course. Like I said, I was depressed, separated from my wife, having to see the kids on the weekend, looking at their faces, just dealing with this sort of just malaise and the weight of it was just crushing me and not having any friends or not having any contact with people. Except with, with, with the exception, of course, as I've stated a million times, my family, my parents, my parents really, they did the Lord's work just pushing me through this, helping me. Then finally, I, I just bottomed out. And then I just said, well, and so I'm religious, Catholic, so I prayed and I said, God preserve your sacrament, please. That's all I said. I said, and I bottomed out and then I just kind of got this idea. I said, well... Everything I've been doing has been failing miserably. So let's do something different, just for the sake of it. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, you throw a match in the gas can, it could blow up, it could not. See what happens. So, started to just like claw my way back. Me and the wife started going out to eat just to talk and kind of rekindle why I like this person. It was very nice, kind of reestablished that bridgehead. Reestablished the bridge with my family. I've moved back with my family. In terms of friendships and relationships, I kind of had a comfort. I mentioned before that I got rid of the Facebook, which is kind of the epicenter, the hub of anti-social media, which is its own multiverse. I don't even know how to quantify what social media is now. It's so bizarre how it just permeates every aspect of our life, but whatever. I got rid of it. And that, that to me was really positive. And I tell people a lot, listen, if you're struggling with relationships, get rid of your social media. Why? So you can focus on your actual relationships. You don't need to focus on these things that aren't real. They're not real. I've gotten rid of social media haven't heard from a single one of those people. It wasn't real. It was like, a it was like dragging a skeleton. People who I know and I have memories of and I'm thankful to have known them, but they're not there anymore. And it's not like they called and said, hey, you're off of Facebook. It's like, oh, it was never real. So why was I investing in this thing that wasn't real? So I got rid of social media and 
And then I went to my cell phone and had old contacts, old phone conversations from people who had a weird instance. Cause I, I called somebody from an old gas company, somebody who got along with pretty well. And I said, hey, and I called them one day just randomly while, while I was on the road because, you know, I'm driving a truck for 10, 11 hours a day. Figured, hey, let's talk, catch up, see what he's doing. He's probably riding too. Just have a holler and he goes, hey. He says, hey, I'll call you back in a few minutes, right? Well, I seem to have a magical power to make people forget time and space. It's like my superpower because people say, hey. I'll call you back in a couple minutes, and then I never hear from them again. Difference is, though, now I don't feel it like as much. I just went to my phone, and a couple of weeks later, and just cleared out all the old contacts. You're not going to find me. So people will text me, and I don't know who they are, and I go, who is this? I'm not putting in any worth in this relationship anymore. And my coworker is driving up in his truck. Trying to find a place to park. I wish you could see where we're both trying to park our trucks right now. He's just looking lost. Oh, he's not gonna. What's he trying to do? I'm sorry. My coworker, worthy gentleman that he is, is trying to figure out a way to do this truck. Hang on a second, I gotta pause this episode because I might have to move my truck because he's trying to get someplace. Alright. Hang on to that thought. Well, back from that. Um, like I said, forgive me, my coworker's trying to park his truck. I've got a yard full of trailers trying to park these trucks and everything. But, let me see if I can find my notes. Part of the day in the life. But, one of the things I had to learn, especially rock bottoming out, was to kind of go scorched earth on everything that I've been holding on to. And I just did it. I said, you know what? Because I said, you know what? I could use a little bit of chaos and everything. I could use a little bit of craziness in my life. I said, because I felt better when I moved quicker. I felt better when I was more decisive. Yeah, it could be unpredictable. Yeah, it could be kind of scary. But I felt more excited by life. So I said, you know what? I need to kind of take this approach to my relationships with people, my loneliness. Because I recognize there's a problem, but then I said, I'm sitting here in the same situation. And I have to realize a couple things in life. One, made a couple mistakes. One, getting close to people. And I talk about anti-social media a lot because it actually is a big deal. It actually does something. I, I've noticed it in my lifetime. I've, I have watched, in my 37 years of life, I have watched people change in their interpersonal relations. And it's noticeable to people now, I've been on this for the better part of 15 years talking about this. I used to always say, even as a college student, I would tell people, social media doesn't connect us, we're just connected to the idea of being connected. This idea that you can have these relationships and sustain them through this medium is bogus. Is social media bad? Yes, just say it's bad. Yeah, it has some good parts to it, but it's overall bad for and I realized, I said, all these relationships I was hanging on to was kind of getting in my head about it. I said, why not burn the bridges and see where it takes you, see where life takes you? So I did that. And part of that was, like I said, being a little bit defiant about it. And so what I did was I saw where life took me. I, my gardening, I'm enjoying that a lot more. My weightlifting got a lot better. My relationship with my children. My little daughter likes playing chess. She'll come up to me and ask to play chess. My son actually likes the keyboard 
So I've been playing piano for 32 years, and he comes up to me and says, Hey, Daddy, you play the keyboard all the time, so I'm looking to get into piano. I'm even working through my relationship issues with my wife. Seeing where she's strong and where she's weak, and just sometimes being ahead of her. A lot of times. And that's for me, was a lot what changed for me. It was just re- rediscovering that part in my 20s where when I did have friends, I was ahead of everybody all the time. I didn't sit around waiting for somebody to respond. I would just move. Whatever happened would happen. And as you get older, you kind of become less that. And I just kind of got that fire again. And it feels good in a weird way. I'm a wiser version of my younger self, older version. Learning Arab na- Arabic now. Spending more time with my parents, uncle, enjoying that. Oh, weird side note. My grandfather, who was never in my life on my mother's side, she's now taking care of him in the house that I inherited from my grandmother. May she rest in peace, who I was very close with. Just weird stuff coming in life. And I haven't gone up to him and said, hey, I'm your grandson. I go, he doesn't want to know me. So I go, cool. I respect your decision. I keep you moving. (laughs) I have children who do want to know me. I have a wife I'm trying to forge that relationship with. I have a garden that I care about. A couple gardens. Some cucumber plants, green beans, all kind of stuff growing. I find happiness in this. I'm reading again. And for me, part of it was being defiant. It was like, oh, do I need to subscribe to this sort of weird idea that I have to chase people? And maybe that was a wrong idea that I've subscribed to. I have to admit that I was wrong. I didn't foresee... The fact that the relationships in my life, that I enabled them, were short-term. And it wasn't the people's fault. It wasn't as if they set out to go, hey, let me have a short relationship and cut him off. It's just how people are. If you look around the world, people are strange. It's just how they are. They've been molded to be that way. I can't blame them. I can't knock them. Just like the person I, a co-worker was with, who was my slip seater. When I call him and he says he'll call back in a few minutes and never calls, it's just how people are. I have a weird sort of inkling and I don't want to talk. I know I've said it before, I'm not a doctor, but I'm thinking people just sort of blanking on stuff, especially on stuff with relationships. I don't know. Something about all this technology creeps me the you know what out. It's because it's doing something to us. It's doing something to the birds. I know that. Listen, as a gardener, I notice not a lot of birds, a lot of possums. Cutting down trees, doing all kinds of stuff, but that's just me rambling. But the thing I had to realize was that, listen, people have changed now. This isn't the your parents' generation, where it's like, listen, you have that best friend that you know your whole life. You don't have that anymore. Or at least I don't. I had a lot of good, close friends, and they disappeared. They just up and disappeared. Body snatchers, and the hard part is knowing they've got another circle of friends. So I kind of made the joke that it's like a game of musical chairs. The music stops and everybody else has a friend and then there's me. I'm like, I I don't have anybody. It does feel lonely at times. But I really like about the loneliness is that you can sit there and bathe in it or you can use it. And I use it. And I'm actually thankful to have a chance to use it. I had a bit of a heart scare about two months ago where I went to the doctor and it was kind of funny because you go there for indigestion you think okay listen i had this kind of weird thing where i was lightheaded and i felt like my heart was racing it's kind of weird because i'm an athletic i train lifting kettlebells boxing you know high impact stuff and i'm very good shape and the doctor you know you hear them out in the hallway he said we'll take an ekg and you hear the doctor going that's not normal 
and said, we got to take another reading of you. And by this time, your heart starts racing. Then they refer me that same day over to a heart doctor. And I was like, oh, God. Going to, go to the heart doctor hospital, a doctor's office. It's a bunch of old people, octogenarians, and then there's me. It was like, oh, so weird. Oh, it's the most surreal experience of my life. I said, holy crap. And the doctor comes in, looks at my EKG, because you can hear them in the hallway. Like, that's not a normal E. That's not normal. And I'm thinking, oh, God, what are they finding? Who are these people? And the doctor comes in, and he, he's a good doctor, and he comes in, and, he, he's, and then I'm by myself, and he asks a question. He's like, is anybody in your family, like, ever just dropped dead? Perfectly healthy, just dropped dead with no symptoms. What do you think that did to my heart? <laughs> Any aortic aneurysm? I'm thinking, what in the hell? And I'm sitting there just like, oh, man. And he says, we'll put a heart monitor on you. We're going to run some tests. You're not going back to work. I'm like, no exercising. I'm thinking, what on earth just happened? Of course, I go back to Google. Oh, technology is good for us, right? Oh, hell no. I Listen, I put my heart through hell because I end up nothing being wrong with my heart. But the week sitting there because he wrote on the thing, some, something with your EKG, a Brugada. I read the word Brugada, looked it up. The most horrific thing you've ever seen in your life. It's like, oh, people just drop dead with no symptoms out of nowhere. Like, who the hell? What do you think that does? And I wore a heart monitor for 24 hours. Oh, it was the worst Worst night of sleep of my life. I thought I was having a heart attack. My heart. I put myself through mental hell just being at home with my children. And boy, it felt so weird. And I finally had to kind of grab myself. And then I, I kind of got it together and went to the doctor. He said, you're fine. You just have an irregular, you know, your EKG is just, it's just a funky EKG. You're perfectly healthy. You did all the stress tests at EKG. You're perfectly healthy. I said, phew. Now, you think that would be a load off your back. Nope. For me, having dealt with depression and bathed in it, I had inadvertently bathed in anxiety and terror for two weeks waiting on these results. And then I finally just was like, okay, this is, this is what it is. I went back to work that next week. Whoo-wee, let me tell you. First day was fine. Second day, I had the panic attack of panic attacks. And I'm talking about thinking I had a, was having a heart attack while driving a truck at 4 o'clock in the morning. I was spooked. I was thrown off that whole day. Everything was off. And then I started to talk myself through it. I said, I've been through this with depression before. Your mind's playing tricks on you. Yes, there's stuff that's real. There's a real fear there, but it's not real. Same way I went through depression, I kind of would tap myself on the head and say, you know what? Your mind's playing tricks on you. Your mind's feeling away. That's fine. Let it feel away. Glad to tell myself my grandma lived six years after having quadruple bypass where she'd be out in the garden for hours at a day when the doctor's like 20 minutes a day. She's like, I'm going out for hours. So that was but with that experience. All that to say, it made me thankful for everything in my life. Everything's a gift. Like I said, everything's a gift from God. Life, even the... Kind of the struggles. That kind of appeared in my life, you know? Let me kind of appreciate coming home every day. I appreciate it. I appreciate making safe to Charleston. I appreciate those little things. It, it slows life down, lets you know that I'm not here forever. You kind of go, hmm. Be thankful for what you have while you're here. When your two children come to hug you when you're off of work and you're tired thankful that they kind of hug you. You may never get that chance again. So I, do I worry about I don't have any friends or people are 
increasingly hard to connect with, I kind of worry about it. But it's not my most important priority. I don't really care about it that much. I care about it in terms of long term, but in short term, I'm thankful for my children and my wife and my parents. And I'm more interested in what's going on and why the waters changed, why everything just flipped. Why do we have more ways of connecting to each other and found ways to disconnect from each other faster than faster than body snatchers? I don't even know. But for me, and myself having dealt with this loneliness, dealt with the pit, kind of having depression, being defiant, and just kind of taking, using that loneliness and saying, I'm going to use it. Well, it's here, I'm going to use it. People always say this statement, and it's a nothing statement, but it's at the same time deeply profound. It is what it is. And what are you going to do with it? Can let it drown you or get a float on the current? That being said, I'm about to take a nap. Gonna start loading this truck up in 40 minutes. It's gonna be stormy weather today. If you're out there driving, stay safe. Sorry I haven't been publishing. If you do listen, I hope this does help. And like I said, I'll try to keep on it. I have a couple more thoughts. You know, sometimes I get hit with thoughts. Sometimes I just kind of life hits me over the head with like a frying pan, and I'm just dazed and confused. That being said, you know, catch on the flip side. Stay safe out there.